Ungefragt. Hello everyone, you are listening to You've Got Five Options show with Marta and Anna. Join us while we are solving yet another life challenge. And if you decide to share your problem with us, yours can be next. Hello everyone, this is Marta. This is Anna and this is You've Got Five Options show. So guys, this is uh, our guest that will have a lot of insights when it comes to the magic and the tragic of alcohol. And I will just ask you Paul to introduce yourself. <laughs> just tell us in a few words who are you? Uh my name is Paul. I live here in Aarhus and I'm a personal trainer, fitness instructor. I used to work as a construction carpenter, but now I work I go to school as a construction architect. And um yeah that's me briefly. Yeah so today briefly and overwhelmingly that's yeah. a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, we have invited Paul here as we thought it will be a nice uh, combination to talk to someone who is both a student and a personal trainer and also has an experience with construction work which is apparently one of the uh, highest alcohol consumption professions yeah. and yeah. Uh, <laughs> we just think that we can get a very nice uh, perspective here Paul when people will listen to us today they will find out how cool of a personal trainer you are yeah. and they would like <laughs> to get in contact with you how yeah. could they do that are uh, basically they can find me on my facebook which is a uh, personal trainer Paul that is uh, my contact on facebook or instagram it's called uh, paul256 and uh, i also have a linkedin which is also paul kalisa so probably later on we can post these on your facebook and uh, they can find them we will post it yeah definitely all like there's no tomorrow so yeah. then you can find paul and uh, yeah that's fantastic so we will start uh, talking about some very interesting questions and facts when it comes to alcohol consumption So I have watched a documentary that is called The Truth About Alcohol. I haven't watched that. Yeah, it's uh, it's on Netflix for yeah. all of you guys uh, that uh, get interested by some of the uh, aspects that we will be uh, talking about today. You can find it on Netflix, The Truth About Alcohol. And there is a doctor Javid Abdelmonaim, I'm sorry, I'm Cong probably not. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> Dr. Javid, we are very sorry, <laughs> but you will see me when I will pronounce the next song, then it will be exactly the same. Oh. So this very lovely doctor is a uh, emergency room doctor. So the he gets in, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, he gets in a lot of contact with uh, drunk people mm. uh, over the weekend, and he has decided to make this documentary just to test some of the facts, just to test some of the myths about alcohol consumption, and it all starts with that in the UK they have really decreased the recommended usage of alcohol per week. Mm. So actually, for men, they came from 21 units of alcohol yeah. to 14, which is exactly the same as for women. Oh, so it's now equity now. Yes, equal. <laughs> equal. equal. Yeah. Equal. So. Equal. Okay, is it equity or is it equality? Equality. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Thank equality, you. Yeah. I knew yeah. that you will come handy very, very soon. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So basically, those 14 units of alcohol is the recommended amount of alcohol not to drink more than that. Not it's that they recommend to drink 14 units of alcohol. But that's the max. But if you drink up to 14 units of alcohol spread for at least three days. So it should not be that you drink one night the 14 units of alcohol. But if you spread spread it at least uh, to three nights, then the risk of having alcohol-related diseases is low. As soon as you get over those 14 units, your risk starts to increase a lot. Okay. So it's all about the risk and statistics and stuff. So if it is uh, below 14 units, you are staying in the low risk. So that will not be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's more like... Well, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's okay. Uh, Spreading it over the at least three nights, it is to ensure that you don't give too much damage to your liver. Because okay. actually, the liver is responsible for processing all the alcohol that we give to the body. Yeah, and if it's more uh, than certain amount, it increases the risk of severe liver diseases. Yeah. Okay. So that's the whole part about that. And now I wanted to ask you, how many units of um, alcohol do you think a large glass of wine has? How much you would say? A large glass of wine. Is it one unit of alcohol, two units, three units? How? Actually, I think it's something that I saw. Was it yesterday? I think it's three. I would go yeah. three or four. Yeah. So yeah. basically, we are allowed 14 units per week. And yeah. already in one glass of wine, large glass of wine, yeah. you already have three units. Yeah. I thought that one glass of wine is one unit, no? no one no, small no. glass of wine, a small glass of wine mm -hmm. is 1.5 yeah. unit. Yeah. Okay. So it's basically a very, you know, interesting thing. It was a very huge contrast when I saw it. I was, I was shocked too. I was like... Yeah, is, so... Yeah. It's not all that much of alcohol. One yeah. shot of whiskey is yeah. one unit. But we are talking about a small shot, 25 centiliters. Yeah. That's one unit. Yeah. But actually, it's three units of, uh, of uh, alcohol already in a glass of wine. So it's not actually that much of alcohol that uh, will keep us in the safe range when it comes to alcohol consumption. Now I would like to talk to you a little bit uh, about the effects of alcohol. Mm. What are the effects of alcohol to our body? What is that you first things that come to your mind when it comes to effect of alcohol? I mean, for me, I think the first thing without going into science and technology and all those things, the first thing is just being so reactive and impulsive the moment you drink alcohol. And that's why you find people have these risks of um, the moment you drink alcohol, that's when you start having impulsive decisions like, oh, I have drunk, I'm going to drive the car because I want to drive the car. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. This person just did something, I'll punch him because he pissed me off. So you, mm -hmm. you're so reactive and so impulsive. And for me, that would be the first primary, the first primary uh, effect of alcohol okay. because you just react impulsively every time just because you have this, you're intoxicated. Mm -hmm. So, and then after that, that's when you start going into larger things like kidney failure, uh, large amounts of calories for you that you become so fat because you're drinking a lot of alcohol. 
Yeah, wow. I, I don't like that part with calories, Paul. And, uh, and we do, <laughs> we do have more about that. Yeah. We will have specific parts of the does alcohol make us fat. We will yeah, be talking yeah. about it. But you know, the first effects of alcohol. It's actually you know you start losing your balance. Your eye hand coordination is yeah. uh, is not so good. But actually, this part that you have uh, mentioned, the impulse parts yeah. p- uh, part, that was shown as an experiment yeah. in uh, in that documentary. And it is absolutely true. Yeah. The alcohol bans our ability to control ourselves. Depending. So it was really interesting because the pe- people, they just had to press some bulbs. And when the bulb was lightning, they were supposed to stop themselves from pressing it. They were not able. Mm. They were not able to stop themselves. The alcohol actually disables something in your mind so that you can't control yourself, even with something so simple, yeah. like pressing or not, uh, you know, a bulb or whatever mm-hmm. that really was. And it also reduces our mental energy, so we can't multitask. Not even two simple things, not even like walking and, you know, holding something in your hand or, uh, you know, something even very, very simple as that. The alcohol takes away. And another thing that alcohol does is alcohol numbs the pain. So that's why many people, when they get drunk, they can, I don't know, fall down or hit or something, and they continue as if nothing happened. It's because the alcohol is, you know, uh, it's it's actually numbing the pain. So they were having a nice experiment when a person was putting a hand inside the cold uh, bucket. And if you're a normal person, you can't make it longer than two minutes. Under uh, influence of alcohol, there was a guy after four minutes like, I'm fine, I can continue <laughs> doing this, yeah. was unable to feel the, you know, the pain. Yeah. So actually, th- these effects already in moderate use yeah. of alcohol, because that was not like drunk, drunk people or overdose. Yeah. But actually, already with moderate use of alcohol, you actually get all those effects. Yeah, there's, uh, there's also another something else that happens. Have you noticed that when people go out drinking, then Monday morning they have a cold? Mm-hmm. And that's because due to alcohol, you don't feel cold when you're out on a Saturday night or a Friday night. And what happens is because you drink alcohol and releases this, this, uh, this, uh, yeah, this, this heat in your body, you walk around just in a T-shirt because you don't feel cold. And then come Monday morning or Sunday morning, suddenly someone has a husky voice and they have a cold and it's just because they drank alcohol and then they felt warm and it was due to the effects of alcohol that they had in in, in their body. So yeah. yeah, it was also there in the documentary that you have a sensation that alcohol makes you feel warmer, but it's actually not truth. It makes something to your skin. Yeah, It uh, makes a sensation in your skin that you are warmer, but actually your body releases more warmth. So actually yeah. you can easier get freezing if it's like super cold yeah. outside. You can actually freeze more easily if you're right. under influence of alcohol than not because it's not a real feeling. Everything is just a sensation in the yeah. skin. So that was also an interesting uh, fact. Yeah, actually one of, I think the uh, the most common reason of people freezing to death wor- worldwide and especially in Poland yeah. uh, is alcohol because they, they simply fall asleep and they don't feel cold. Yeah. So yeah, they, they and it's, it's really sad, but uh, many people actually drink alcohol to warm themselves up yeah, so and and it, it's like a deadly deadly trap and now i will ask you guys here so what do you think impacts how drunk we feel what are the key 
you know, factors that decide on how drunk we get, how drunk we feel. What's your opinion? Okay, so uh, first of all, we haven't seen the movie, right? Or have no. you seen it? Yeah. No, 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 exactly. no, no, no. Exactly. So, so she will just come out with things like this, and, and we have to <laughs> yeah, react on them. I feel actually like I'm on an exam. Yeah, you know? exactly. Okay, so, um, but is it physical things that you are asking? Uh, for? Yes, physical things. What okay. do you think impacts the most? How drunk you feel, or how drunk you get? Okay, first thing, I will shoot. I feel like I'm in Family Feud, you know, this show when you have to guess 100 people. Yeah. Okay, so I will shoot this one. Uh, if you have eaten or not. Yeah, <gasps> very good points. Yes. Any points uh, from you? Uh, I would say rest. Rest? Yeah, if you're fresh or tired. Like for someone who worked the night shift and then came back and did another day shift and then had to go to a birthday party or something. Okay. Yeah. Any other thing that you, comes to your mind, guys? Tiredness. We said we said food, water, water. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Anything else? If not, it's okay. But if you have any more factors that come to you, psychological state. Psychological state of a okay. person. Okay. Now you're getting too. <laughs> you're getting this. I'm, I too know. nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> I really feel like I'm passing some exam that yeah. I was not informed about, and I haven't prepared. Okay, yeah. Marta, I'm done. All okay, right. yeah. so how drunk you feel is all down to concentration of alcohol in your blood. Mm-hmm. And that depends directly on how much water you have in your body. Mm. So it's not necessarily how much water you drink as you uh, are in a process of drinking alcohol, but it's how much water you have in your body in general. So obviously, the larger the person you are, the less effect you will get from alcohol because you tend to have also more water. more water in your body. But the most determining factor is how much muscles you have. Oh, so it means I can't get drunk. See? <laughs> is this supposed to be another like uh, argument for me to go back to the gym? <laughs> totally. Paul, because you already mentioned the calories. So now we have two reasons on the table uh, for you to go back to the gym. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. So actually... Of course, if you will continue drinking water as you drink alcohol, it will help because the water dilutes the alcohol concentration in your blood. So for sure, if you continue drinking a lot of water, that will help as well. But the key factor, the highest impact is how much muscles you have. Okay, so but I have a question then, because it is, um, I think, uh, some kind of a uh, uh, conception that if you are uh, also a big person, mm-hmm. not necessarily muscles, but also a lot of fat, then you also get drunk uh, less easily. Or for instance, when you eat fatty foods, but that is not connected. But is it only the muscles? So it was the water and the, the muscles. And, and, because and the muscles. because you are big, you also tend to retain more water in your body. Mm. Yeah. So mm. actually, there was no scientific proof to the fat thing helping you to absorb alcohol. Yeah. It's the water and the muscles, which is very, very interesting. I did not know that, mm. the, the muscles part. I didn't know that it was... Uh, I think from a personal experience, when I go out drinking with my friends, they, I mean friends that are obviously bigger in size they tend to get drunk faster whereas for me i could i get drunk a little bit later compared to them but uh yeah that is muscles and the amount of water that you have in your body but if you do it yourself you see when you go out to parties it's normally the big people who tend to get drunk later on yeah and the smaller people get drunk after two three drinks and they're just done yeah, yeah. but if a relatively small person 
has a good ma- mass. You know, you can be a relatively small person, but you can have a lot of muscles. That will help a lot. If you are a small person and you have very few muscles, you can get drunk on one, you know, on one yeah. or two units mm-hmm. of alcohol. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. muscles is apparently a very big factor. But also we have talked about drinking on empty VS full stomach. Yeah. And of course, this is this is absolutely true. And this is scientifically uh, proven that in order to process the alcohol, it is your liver that is used the most. And it uses a particular enzyme that I don't remember the name now in order to process the alcohol. If you don't have uh, anything in your stomach, your uh, alcohol goes directly to your intestines where it's being processed and gone to the and gone to the liver. Yeah. If you have your stomach full, if you have just eaten, the alcohol will stop there in the stomach uh, to get processed. And actually, there is some of that enzyme, the same one as in the liver, yeah. that will start doing the job for the liver. So if you do it, first of all, the alcohol will stay there for a while. The process will already start in your stomach. And by the time it goes down to the liver, actually some of the job is already done. Yeah. So there is a very much a scientific proof for that, that eating on a full stomach helps you to absorb more alcohol without getting drunk. And in this case, that is very good for your liver. Because yeah. if you have all the toxins going down to your liver, you're damaging it. And let me say if it was, you're getting, I don't know, five toxins all straight to your liver. And even in this case, if you're only getting three, then it's very good for your liver. Yeah, yeah, definitely so. recommend that. So for people who do want to continue drinking, yeah. it is in your best interest to actually eat. It is healthier this way. Yeah. Is there any alcohol. type of food that is recommended? Because like from we are coming from Poland and yeah. in Polish culture, it is always like, you know, you have to really eat fatty food when yeah. you drink, especially when you drink uh, vodka. Yeah. Like that's how we actually survive all the Polish weddings. I've been to a Polish wedding. Mm. Have you oh. right? Have you been? And you you yeah. see what you is d- happening eat, there, you know? You eat all night. Exactly, and yeah. you have to drink like every 10-15 minutes a shot, yeah. you know, because yeah. they are s- celebrating for the grandmother, grandfather, and everyone. And it's a lot of fatty food. I think a Polish wedding is a, a, a good example of the four things we've just spoken about. Okay. Because when you go to a Polish wedding, they eat and they, they drink a lot of water. So, like, every time they take a sip, there's a, there's a juice and then there's a glass of water. Yes. Which is really perfect, I think, comparing to the things we just spoke about. And then the food comes all night. You're constantly eating. And which actually explains why they never get drunk. Mm, plus, yeah. you're dancing. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you actually have also a little out. bit. Exactly. A physical yeah, exactly, act. Yeah. So, basically, Paul, do you think what's better? Going to the gym and then going to have some drinks? Or actually, instead of that, going Exclusively to Polish weddings. So are you asking me as a personal trainer or as <laughs> Paul? Because as a personal trainer, I would never recommend. I would never recommend alcohol at all. But if it's me as a person, then I think that uh, I think it's a good, perfect uh, combination of having your health in check and then trying to have a nice, a good time at the same time. So it's first have your health in check, and then after that, go out and have a, a drink or two or three knowing that, you know, the other part is covered. So yeah. yeah. So I would like to say that now it's not only me and Marta because we are from Poland. Also, Paul confirms that Polish weddings are great. They are great. And would, actually, yeah. I have to, uh, you pointed something out that I forgot about. Drinking in Poland, vodka, with we always drink with juice. Yeah. 
And I don't think it's like this in uh, every country. I think in some countries you actually uh, just drink vodka. vodka. And in Poland you always have a shot and then you have a juice or water. And it's 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 the normal way of drinking. Yeah, I was actually surprised when I went to a Polish wedding because I had three glasses mm-hmm. of this pretty much the same size and I couldn't understand why. But that's the thing: you drink a shot and then you take a juice and then you take water. And now I had to go through an intro course of like fifteen <laughs> minutes yeah. to get how to know understand how to drink. And then on top of that, the food keeps coming in again and again and again. So it perfectly and explains uh, yeah. Marta's explanation. Yeah. yeah. So that was uh, definitely eating helps when it comes to uh, helping your body deal with the alcohol. And guys, a question for, you know, like 100% importance. Okay. Does drinking alcohol make us gain weight? Uh, Paul, back to you. uh, (laughs) Back to you, Paul. Yeah, I would say yes, 100%. But then there is also, as a personal trainer, you get two people who say, I drink a lot of alcohol but I never gain weight but that's because they don't eat a lot because when you drink a lot in most cases actually you never feel hungry and uh, so that person doesn't gain weight because you're drinking constantly but for someone who drinks and eats at the same time you're definitely going to add weight. That's a very interesting viewpoint because actually in that documentary, uh, Dr. Javid, I'm sorry again, uh, the name may not be uh, perfect, has made an experiment because the theory here is that not only alcohol itself is rich in calories. So basically uh, one pint of beer, which is, uh, let's say, around a large beer, as we could uh, consider it in other countries, has the same amount of calories like a donut. So this is something that we know is very rich in calories, around uh, 200. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. Ex- what? So alcohol is what? Yeah. One beer has the same amount of calories as donut? Yes. Yeah. So that's but that's just one factor. That's just one factor that the alcohol itself is a lot of empty calories, as we call them, because it brings you a lot of calories, but it doesn't fill you up. No, that was and and that was the and it also actually from the uh, theory and from the experiment, it makes you eat more. Mm. So the way they did the experiment, they brought two teams Uh, football players or I don't know, handball players, whatever. They brought two teams and they sit them in two different tables. They gave beer with alcohol to one table and the beer uh, without alcohol to another table. They showed them something to read so that the people thought that they will be tested on what they can remember afterwards. And they put some chips and, um, and nuts on the table, on both tables. And people were concentrating on, you know, on another task, uh, remembering what is going on. And they measured how much more people with alcohol have eaten than the people without alcohol. And it was on average 30% more. So when they have shown the bowls of chips, the ones w- that were drinking the beer without alcohol, and funny enough, they have not uh, they have not realized that it was without alcohol. <laughs> okay. But they have eaten 30 percent less than okay. the people who uh, who have drunk alcohol. So the alcohol has a natural effect of making you without realizing just reach out for more. Maybe that has something to do with the control. Because when we drink alcohol, we are not able to control ourselves so easily. So maybe it's just this impulse. That is coming into uh, play I here. I don't know. I'm just disappointed with this whole mm. thing that is happening here. <laughs> now you have to go to the gym to drink. Oh, Jesus. And then now you can't drink because it's oh. the calorie intake. The calorie is so high. 
So. Yeah, but Marta, you have to have some good news. There has to be an alcohol that is not so caloric. So, of course, there is uh, alcohol that has more and uh, less uh, alcohol, of yeah. course, uh, more and less calories. And of course, uh, the sweeter it is, the more calories it tends to have. So definitely uh, wine is the one that has less. But really, guys, alcohol is full of calories. I, it is. I yeah. agree. So just the alcohol itself that already brings you a lot of calories and additionally it makes you uh, it makes you eat more i have a lot of other interesting facts but i will just uh, talk about the last thing with you guys hangover because hangover is something that comes to us with uh, alcohol consumption right and that's the least pleasurable uh, part of drinking i would say so do you guys think that we all get hangover that all the humans no. who drink get hangover. No. No, I disagree. So basically, it is true that one in every five persons is hangover immune. Yep, myself. Yeah, yeah and you don't get hangover. And that's no, also yeah. kind of me. Yeah. So yeah. of course, this is to say that uh, you know, in when a man drinks about nine point five units of alcohol in one go, and a woman about six the four out of five people will always get a hangover. This is like this uh, threshold. Yeah. And this one person will get nothing. Of course, if this one person drinks 20 units of alcohol, of course, because it's it's more already like you poison yourself yeah. <laughs> yeah. rather than get a hangover. So, of course, you will feel bad. But at this threshold of 9.5 units for a man and six for a woman, one person in five will get no hangover. So there are actually some lucky people out there who are sitting in front of you. Apparently, I'm <laughs> yeah. the only non-lucky person yeah. in that room because I... I it's, it's an interesting fact that uh, yeah. some people, you know, will drink and drink and not get hangovers. But I used to get hangovers. But then I don't know. But according to me, I realized that I don't have to mix my alcohol. Okay, so this so, is this is what worked for you, yes? Yeah, that's what that's what works for me. The moment I mix my alcohol, next day I have hangover. So what I do is uh, when I'm going out, if I know I'm going to have a long night out and I plan to drink, I don't mix my alcohol at all. So okay. you won't find me drinking a beer or even the beer. If I decide to drink, a, I don't drink beer a lot. But if I decide to drink beer, I'm not going to mix the brands. It's going to be strictly one brand. If I don't have it, I'm done. Oh, if wow. I go out drinking and I know I'm going to have a long night, for example, like I'm not drinking at home or at a friend's place and I'm going to go out and I decide I'm going to have a vodka, this is going to be vodka. That's it. Well, I have mm. an interesting fact for you mm. because there is absolutely no scientific proof that mixing alcohol has any worse effect. Than no, that's <laughs> just me. That's yeah. what works for no, me. No, but yeah. I always thought so. Yeah. But apparently from scientific standpoint yeah. there is no uh, science to prove that but there is something however yeah. because one thing that makes us have worse hangover is something that is called congeners yeah. so of course the is that a woman or a man i will tell you everything in a moment so <laughs> <Congeners>. basically <laughs> yeah basically alcohol is the thing that gives us hangover that's the first and the most important reason but different alcohols have different types of congeners and congeners are basically some kind of substances that are added uh, during the process of fermentation mm -hmm. of the mm -hmm. alcohol that gives a special flavor or something like that. So in a brewery, for example, you can feel that the beer is not the same beer every time. And basically, the general rule is the darker the alcohol, the more congeners, which is why red wine and brandy are the alcohols that gives the most hangover. 
because apart from the alcohol part, they also have a lot of those congeners. And you can, I have heard that many times that red wine gives a hangover to many people. So people say like, I only had one glass of mm. wine and I have a hangover today. So that's one of those things. The congeners are to be blamed. So now you have a, your next post on Facebook, a fact. Yeah. yeah. Put out there, yeah. Damn you, congeners. <laughs> Whoever you are, wherever you are. So it's like an old woman who lives in exactly somewhere right. in the north or something, yeah? Yeah. Jesus. So the more, the darker the alcohol, the more congeners, which means that alcohols that are bright, like vodka and gin, they have zero congeners. So it's like keep it clean. So mm. this, in this case, it's actually the ones that should give you the least hangover. And then it makes sense if you only have vodka. Yeah. You don't add the alcohol no. with congeners. And that makes sense then that you have not got the hangover the and, next day. And I don't drink red wine and uh, dark beer. So ah, okay. that, ex- explains that explains it. Right? it. Yeah. But it's congeners. still mainly the alcohol yeah. that gives uh, the hangover. Yeah, it's, but it's just still at the end of the day, so it's like how much alcohol you drink. Exactly. So, yeah. Okay, guys, we will finish and now we will move to the second part of our show where we will be discussing uh, some of the research that we have done ourselves uh, with our fellow Orhusians. And it all starts with a question, the mother of all questions. Is alcohol good for humans? Yes, and actually I would like to say that after all this science here, that got me a bit disappointed and depressed and also congeners, I will really gladly embrace the survey now because, you know, science apparently sometimes sucks. So uh, the question, is alcohol good for humans, had actually six answers for people to choose from, Mm. but they only chose two answers. And uh, answer number one, I drink in moderate amounts. It's cool, but should be used with much care. 60% of people gave that response. And 40% of respondents gave a response. It's a cure for everything and it's great for any occasion. Dinner, celebrations, meeting with friends, but also coping with stress or sadness. 40% of people think alcohol is great for everything. I mean, what? It's, it is, it's, it's an interest, interesting fact because uh, I read somewhere that around the world, 7 million kids live in families that are either alcohol abusive or have had uh, problems with alcohol. Yeah. So that's 7 million kids. In the USA, 2.5 million people die out of alcohol every day. Mm-hmm. So it does kind of like explain the contrast between 60 and 40%. That there are people who are okay with it, the others who are like, nah, it's not good for me. So. Yeah. Although the 60% said they drink in moderate amounts, so maybe they know how to control it. But this is actually something very interesting, which we also discussed with Marta. And that was this kind of a bipolar uh, approach in our culture towards alcohol. On one hand, it's legal. You can buy it everywhere. You are being encouraged to drink by social events. It's a part of a culture that is really embedded. And then yet again, uh, you know, people fall into alcoholism. They have problems. It causes, you know, all kind of terrible things pretty much. So why something that is so legal and accessible and on one hand accepted, on the other hand is, you know, actually very, very evil. So I can understand this answers you know that yeah it's a cure for everything it's for celebrations it's for sadness it's for depression because a part of a culture in uh, culture encourages that i think yeah i mean every time you go to a party and there was no alcohol you come back and say that party was horrible 
or you'll say like what was wrong yeah what like, was wrong what you know was wrong? yeah just because i mean they will have the best food the best caterers the best service the best tables served but there was no alcohol so you come back cursing and you're like what that party was the worst party i ever went to and then you go to parties where there's no food but there's alcohol and someone comes back and is like that's the best party i ever went to so mm, it does exactly yes yeah, it's so enough to have effect, a yeah. bag of chips you know and yeah. it's okay yeah. but actually one of the first coming back to polish weddings one of the first thing that parents of the bride and the groom establish when they are talking about preparations it's how much vodka should we buy yeah yeah so that's that that shows a little bit of uh, of how strong element of culture that is yeah. yeah i mean it's like one of the old beverages in the whole world so yeah. uh, talking about a beer so mm-hmm. and in some yeah. cultures if you talk about irish people what comes to your mind a beer when you talk w- about english people what comes to your mind beer yeah so to me with irish it comes whiskey really yeah Scotch. whiskey yeah. Yeah. but actually beer but for also some beer reason. yeah yeah germany beer yeah italy wine france wine yeah poland mm. vodka. Vodka. vodka russia vodka vodka <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes True. So true. It is a very big aspect of our social uh, environment. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I I agree. But it's it, it's interesting. Yeah. But then we also asked a question. Have you ever made a mistake or something stupid under influence of alcohol? <laughs> a lot. Do you want to know the answers? 88% of people on Facebook said yes. And 12% on people on Facebook said no. On Instagram, 86% of people said yes. And 14% said no. So more than 80% of the respondents have done something stupid under influence of alcohol. And actually, if I might tell you, uh, we also got uh, short stories of what people have done. Yes? I think I have an explanation for the 14% and the 12%. Okay. They have done something wrong. They just don't remember. <laughs> That's a good point. They just don't remember. They, they have done they, something. They, they just don't remember. They have. A, they had a blackout. Yeah, we all mm-hmm. had those moments where you have a blackout and you don't. Re- you hear what you did, but you don't remember. Yes, and so. then you can actually detach from it. It's. It wasn't me. It no, was well, my evil yep, twin. That's exactly. my number yeah. one excuse. Yeah. But actually, uh, one person shared a story. Uh, Fernando said, a "Long story short, I was fourteen. Fourteen-ish. Got rejected by the girl I liked." got drunk on tequila on my first school party, ended up puking on my friend's car, got home wasted, mom woke up, uh, and I began crying to her because uh, I got rejected. Never start with tequila. It will scare you for life. So I think actually a lot of experiences of people uh, that starts with alcohol mm. actually end up like this. You know, I actually know, know a couple of guys who first time they drank, they overboarded because you don't know your limits. Yeah. But you know puking on on someone's car and you know uh yeah that that's uh, that's one of those things we don't want to remember i no, guess no. yes i mean i have a one of the best stories that i ever tell about uh, the mistakes that you do out of alcohol is from my dad uh god rest his soul he passed away in march in march of this year okay but uh my dad i come from a, an alcoholic family okay. where my dad was an alcoholist and I've learned my lessons from that but mm-hmm. I have a funny story about his alcoholism and the effects the very like funny effects of alcohol mm-hmm. was um once he got so drunk and then when he entered his car he entered through the back seat <laughs> okay so he enters his car he sits through the back seat and yes. then suddenly he can't see his steering wheel he can't see his uh, gearbox yes. he can't see all these things and he calls the police And he said I think someone stole my steering wheel I think someone stole my <laughs> gear handle I think someone stole my brake pads my crutch pads and all that 
And actually, the police came and found him sleeping in the bathtub. And eventually, what happened was they found out that he was just entered through the bathtub. And these are the effects of alcohol, you know. So, yeah, it, these I are stories that I share just to show people, you know. I that don't. I don't know what it's funnier to, to to, like <laughs> lose orientation in your car or actually calling police yeah. when you are totally drunk. So. <laughs> And you were attempting to drive. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> and he couldn't find these tools. And he suddenly he thought they had been stolen. So he called the police. And uh, we had the story the next day. And yeah, that's what alcohol can do to you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, these are the effects of alcohol. And I'm sure that's not the only funny story you're going to hear. There's a lot of them out there. Yes, so yes. I, I totally agree. Once my father called me from the car, he was drunk. And he was actually pretty... Uh, Uh, reasonable enough not to drive. Yeah. So he called me. Uh, I was 18. I didn't have a driving license. So I, of course, I couldn't pick him up. He invented that I should come and pick him up and drive him home. And yeah. I was repeating, I don't have a driving license. And then I was like, Dad, where are you? And he was like, I'm in a forest. I see the trees. <laughs> anyway, what we found out later was that he was in the middle of a, a city at the parking lot and there was a tree in front of him and he saw trees. so he thought he's in a forest and he couldn't of course of course he ended up sleeping in a car nothing happened yeah. but that's what alcohol can do to people alcohol does a lot of things yes. what is your funny story Martha? so i actually don't really have any funny stories uh, for myself so you're the 14 when it comes <laughs> to that but actually we also asked our uh, view, uh, you know listeners and viewers have you done something great under influence of alcohol mm. because one thing is that you lose your orientation you can't control yourself and so on which can have a lot of negative effects but actually one potential positive effect could be that because of you finally lose that walls that you build around yourself you can actually finally dare to do something that you ha would not have been able to dare to do when you were uh, sober. Yeah. So actually, 85% of our Facebook viewers have responded that yes, they have done something great under the influence of alcohol. So that's a pretty, uh, you know, interesting fact as well. Mm -hmm. Whereas on Instagram, only 40% of people mm -hmm. have yes, done something more reserved great. on Instagram. I think you, you ladies should know that part that When a man wants to talk to you, he has to drink something, you know? Yes, yeah? because We imagine brave. imagine or not, actually two people gave the comment to that. Yeah. And one person, a guy said, yes, I've got the woman I was in love with. Yep. And then uh, uh, Mariana, the lady said, I've met my husband. Yep. So you that was that great thing they did under influence yeah. of alcohol. The moment you drink alcohol, it's like you, you become someone else and you, be, yeah. you become brave and you have muscles that you actually don't have in <laughs> real life. And yes. you look like, I don't know, Brad Pitt and you just feel like you I'm can walk up to any woman. Yeah, just let me go there 100% and tell her, you know what, I like you, you look nice, you look sexy. and Yes. Yeah. And suddenly you have this confidence that you would never have if you're sober. So, I mean... There is some good things and bad things about it. Obviously, the bad things are like drunken driving and, of you course. know, uh, taking your bike home when, when you're drunk or staying out in the cold because you, you're not freezing and all these things. Being in abusive mar marriages, you know, you go back, I'm drunk and you're abusing your wife or your mm -hmm. kids and all these things. But there are also some funny parts and, you know. Yeah. And yeah. from time to time, I guess, in a moderation, that would be something good to, to have. But I will just come back to the last thing because we are almost running out of time. We also asked the question that you mentioned, Paul, party with or without alcohol on Facebook. 100 percent of people said with 
alcohol. With alcohol. Mm. And actually on Instagram, again, I think there is less less like uh, alcohol uh, funny people but they said with 57% without 43 mm -hmm. but Facebook was 100% on the fact that you should party with alcohol so Facebookers are much more of alcohol lovers than Instagram people so very very interesting fact mm. and you know we have been uh, recording a, a challenge for a person who has a problem with alcohol and we've been recording this or airing this live show here about alcohol and I've been you know like really really thinking about it so much during those days there is so much bad stuff coming with alcohol it's actually bad for our health it's actually but you know like seriously bad for our liver there is now study showing there is a correlation between the alcohol and cancer yeah. there is like it makes us fat it makes us sleep bad there's that's the study that bad i didn't breath. yeah bad breath like a lot of lot of bad crap that comes with alcohol and what with that congeners congeners and congeners and congeners and yet and we yet. all drink or I mean okay and yet so many of us drink alcohol what makes us human drink what's up with all that alcohol i think it's the so social effect i mean once it's the social effect second of all if you use it in moderation and yeah. in a good company it can indeed relax you give you some confidence and courage the and problem is you can just fall into the addiction path then there's path. also it's a sickness it's a disease yeah, exactly because yeah. for, for us we call it a social effect for some people that are battling with it it's a disease yes it's killing them and uh you know so, exactly yeah yeah so guys we would like to end the show today with leaving leaving you with that reflection you know yeah. how much alcohol how good or bad it is for us because it's uh, something that every single one of us have to uh, determine for yourselves we would also encourage you to listen to our show uh, where we are responding to ella's challenge who has a challenge with uh, drinking alcohol yes so, over drinking actually yes yeah, so you can find it on our website the five options.com you can also find it on our YouTube channel. You can just find you've got five options.com. Uh, if you would like to get in contact with Paul as a personal trainer, you'll get his contact details also at our Facebook page. You've got five options. We hope that you have enjoyed the show and it's thank you for today. Yes. You are listening to You've Got 5 Options show, where we solve your life challenges. Remember that you can visit our website, the5options.com, where you can submit your challenge or find our previous challenges. That's all, folks! <laughs> The sun is up, summer love, and my head spins around like a roller coaster. Gonna pacify me. I turn a king, lose my wings, feel life is eternal and never ending.